Welcome to episode three of Good Set Dude. Uh, this is a fun one. I had planned to try to sit down with Matt from Spoken um, during a run of shows that my band Dead Friends did with them a couple months ago. Uh, just so happened that the night that I pitched the idea to him, uh, their former bass player Brandon was in town uh, to see them play. And then their guitar player JR also got roped into it last minute. Um, this is fun because you'll get to hear in real time the rest of the band find out that they're about to do a podcast. Also, this is the first time that they'd been in a room together in quite some time. So the last half of this episode um, evolves or devolves into just tour stories, which are which are fun for some people. And lastly, we did record this uh, backstage at one of the shows that we played, so it's a noisy one. Um, but I had fun with it, so uh, try to have try to have fun with it. Enjoy. Yeah, it's like we're doing a podcast right now. Oh, we are. Hey. Yeah. Oh, we are. Yeah. I thought. Everybody grab a doing this. Yeah. Oh, let's do it. Sure. Now I can sit on this amp. Sure. Here, let me move my. See how that works. I'm gonna sit on this amp. Move my pack, pack. It feels more comfortable This is what we're aiming at. Dang it. If anybody has anything to say, it's probably it's probably also gonna be super loud in the background. I don't know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good. Almost didn't make it. <laughs> well, thanks for making time, Dad. Yep. <laughs> yep, it's true. We're trying to figure out how we knew each other, and Dad. turns out he's my father. It's not completely true. We don't know. I no, I <laughs> pretty certain. Uh, pretty I'm gonna certain. I'm gonna pull up this video just to get us started. Okay. It's uh, kind of a conversation piece that I've been doing uh, because it's it's been interesting to me since I found it. Um, was on the Coachella 04 DVD. Pizza shorts. Um, <laughs> Pizza shorts, of course. <laughs> Let's see if I can pull this up without my phone. Coachella 04. What? Oh, not me, but there's a DVD, a box set of Coachella. I think it was. And 04. you're pulling it up in. Well, oh yeah, we're gonna to... watch. We're gonna watch the entirety of oh. it, and then I'll get your thoughts. <laughs> no, it's a. <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> I'm like, what is happening? It's different, and I think it's case by case. But I totally. wanted, I wanted to get your perspective on that because yeah, um, there I haven't had a Christian band or a Christian writer on yet, um, and I think it's very interesting. I wanted, I just totally. To... Um, one, thanks for even caring to do it. Absolutely. Um, uh, I think it's hard because to, to remember a lot of the things that the guys in Oasis did say where you're like are you serious of course yeah why would you ever you know like and it's so many things like to be we're bigger than we're better like we are all lucky to be alive we're all lucky if we are lucky enough to play music um, that is a gift in itself to be able to do that Um, I do believe that people um, who have a platform personally I feel like it should be something that encourages that inspires that shows people, um, yes, when we're looking at a platform situation on a stage, you you do have their attention, and I think a lot of it has to do with like, did you did you 
play good enough? Like, are you good enough of your instrument for them to give a rip about what you have to say when yeah. you do say something? Um, are they glad they came? Do you make them feel like you're glad they're there? You know, like, thank you so much. You could have done anything else tonight. You could have whatever. Um, but I think so often you have bands who they use, and I was talking about it to someone today, where they, especially when it comes to anything Christian, anything faith-based, they say, I don't want to be pigeonholed into whatever. I'm like, if your band is decent, you know, and you're playing for these people who a lot of them came to see you, maybe they're familiar with your band, they already know what you have to say. Why can't you be the same on stage, off stage, be kind, be approachable? And when you have the opportunity to be like, hey, I want each of you to know the love that I feel from the creator of the universe. Mm -hmm. And and, and in all situations, it's their choice to be like, "I, I want... I want to believe this or I think you're crazy and I've heard it all like we've each heard it all I mean Brandon was in a band like in in the band for six years at another chapter of the band's existence here we are with JR who we've known for 10 years you know like since he was 14 years old on tour and he has seen so much in the decade that he's been on the road and the one common thing and I think it's so cool that that Brandon is here that JR is here is throughout the 24 years of Spoken's existence it has always been about like how do we somehow relay the love of Jesus to whoever's in front of us but it's beyond that because it's not only a platform it's not only the songs but it's life away from the band it's life when we're with our family it's life when we're hanging with friends it has to be something that is real to you or you pick and choose when you want to act that way or be that way and i think that's one of the biggest problems with not only human beings but with bands as well they're like oh when i'm on tour i'm this normally it's awful yeah when i'm home i I don't want to do anything that my children can't be in the room at the same time. Yep. I don't want them to read anything that about me or that I said that they wouldn't be like, oh yeah, totally, that's that's my dad at home too. That's, yeah. that's him. And, and go even further, I respect my wife too much not to be the same guy all the time. Right. She knows the ins and outs and how awful or awesome I can be. She knows it, you know? These guys see like a half of me, you know what I mean, at any time. But I think a lot of times people use their platform for the wrong things. Um, And I think that's anything that puts a separation between them and God. That's what I think. Um, But why wouldn't you want everyone to know they're loved? And like, man, you're here for a reason. You might not know what that reason is yet, but it's special. So I guess that would be my take on it. Yeah. And your live show reflects that too. I have had a good time. Uh, both nights we've been it's on awesome. this, just you guys are having fun yeah. and yeah there is there's an approachability to uh, the performance regardless of how hard you're screaming or whatever it's fun and yeah and your dreads he said four, <laughs> he said he said 14 years old and I was like that that seems about right that's probably when you started <laughs> yeah I didn't even have dreads then I was I looked like Justin Bieber back then like, <laughs> just a little kid yeah just a little kid oh boy it's nuts like with with JR's like we just happened to meet on tour like he was out with uh, Brian Head Welch which oh, nice. was yeah. in that band and like his love and death and has toured with you know other bands or whatever but he filled in with us 
for quite a while, like you're saying two years, right? You filled in for two years yeah. before um, I I had asked him multiple times to be in the band or like, hey, come on, let's do a record, hey, whatever. And like he would just kind of like, oh, man, I don't know, like be all <laughs> nice about it. I'm like, you can still do any side project you want. If you go out with love and death, great, we'll work around it. I'll get someone to come in and fill in for you when you're gone. And it wasn't until the day he got his wisdom teeth out and he was on all of this medication yep. that he sends that me a text. Sometimes He's like, you gotta take advantage hey, man, uh, i really been thinking about it. You know, i just <laughs> been praying about it. I feel like, I feel like it's where the Lord wants me is to be in spoken, so if you'll still have me, right? And I just responded with, like, you're high. Like, like he was. <laughs> he was on heavy medication, right? And so I didn't respond to anything else he said that night. I'm like, no, forget it. But the next day we talked on the phone. And he was legitimate. Like, he was like, okay, all right. With Brandon, so many years ago, like, it was the show we played with Echo Cast, right? In yep. the Woodlands? Yep. And we weren't even supposed to be at that show. So our manager lied to us and said we got a date switched and we're going to be at this show at the Woodlands, Texas, blah, blah, blah. And we show up and we're like, oh, wow, Echo Cast is playing, whatever. And we met Brandon that night where he had just been a fan of the band, and it, it went Cornerstone shortly after, right? Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, you say it. Oh, I don't know. It was probably about, it was a minute. It was about nine months later. Um, I lived in Houston, Texas, and I was driving up to Cornerstone, and we were, like, finding, like, little stops that we could do, and it was, there was a show in Oklahoma that I think was Was you it the guys. Pink Guy? In no, Tulsa? it was a bigger place because I think it was. Remember the pink eye? Yeah, that, that oh, <coughs> I, ca- I caught it. Yeah. Claremore was it? Claremore? Maybe it mustard was, tree. But yeah, I think yeah. it was a lot of like bands that were kind of. Tooth and Nail Weekend. There. Yeah, it was yeah. like you, Steve Saker probably, and yeah. someone else. And we just like hopped in, saw that show, and then you let me know like, oh yeah, Travis is leaving. Blah blah blah, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's bad. He's like, so if you know any bass players, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, man. I kind of do. All right. No, I didn't say anything. Oh, else. really? It was too freaked me out too much. That, <laughs> but I also knew I'm gonna see him in like three or four days, yep. like at Cornerstone, and like literally, I was just driving, just like maybe, maybe I, man, okay, I should, maybe I should say something. I should say something. I should say, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember it too. He was like. Yeah, you can see the the wheels were already just like, <laughs> how do I not be that guy yeah, right now? Yeah, no, that was 100% yeah. it. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, uh, no, don't be that guy. I remember it so well. And then he like, said he's going to audition, and he joined the band and played for six years, yeah? Yeah, something like that. Wow. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Crazy. JR is going to do one record, and then <laughs> he already told me. He's like, that's what he does. He, like, Depends yeah, on if you get any... Serious surgery done. Yeah. You're happy. What have I done? You might re-up after. Yeah. Hey, man. Well, I so just far, got my appendix out. I realized I joined Spoken. <laughs> well, the last two bands I've been in, man, it's like one album and it's over. So I'm like, well, so what's your, far what's my your whole discography? life has just been that. What's your discography look at, at uh, this point? Just one album with Love and Death and then one with my old band Islander. Nice. Um, and now we're working on it now. And hopefully the spoken record, the new spoken record is done before the new love and death because it, it, it's a race right now. Yeah. Like we're almost ahead with the I spoken promise, record. Honestly, I don't see that record getting done. Every person, oh like everybody who recognizes them, like, JR, dude, when's the new love and death record? It's it's every day. I have day. the same question. Same I know. Point. Dude, it, I, I have no control over it. Like I did all my parts. 
I tracked everything. It's all done. Literally, all that's left is vocals, and that's Brian, and he just doesn't want to do it. So it's just like, whenever he feels like he wants to do it. Here's so. the deal. All, <laughs> yeah. all JR has to do is track the rest of the vocals and be done. Two I'm things. Sure you, one, how are you going to do a separate spoken interview and just throw Brian into the <laughs> He'll never hear you. No, he doesn't listen to spoken. I mean, stuff. it's true. Though. I mean, I mean, I don't think he would deny it. No. I mean, but yeah. other thing, fun fact: I engineered that first Love and Death. Record. Oh, how about so that? that's yeah, how the yeah. triangle yes, closes. Dude, this is totally. Really, that's why I'm like, he's like, I think I'm gonna try to make it tonight. I'm like, this is awesome, cool, whatever. Because I'm like, two of my favorite people in the room, and then you're like, you ever. Want to do a podcast? I'm like, wait, Brandon's coming. JR's here. Yes. <laughs> and so, like, literally, <coughs> this will never happen again. Well, this, we got it. Like, it might happen again. I don't know. But I'm saying, like, this is very rare. What very are you guys random. Doing tomorrow? What do you, you want to do? Unfortunately, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get a podcast. I mean, I'm gonna have to get new batteries, but I'm down to meet up. Let's do another one. Let's do it. Chapter two. You talked about writing the new record. Yeah. Um, that's another thing I want to talk about. You just released a single. Yep. Uh, how does writing work with... with? Man, um, I, would, I would I say, say it's it. probably a lot like a lot of bands now. It's like yep. you, you record something and send it as an MP3. You know, that's why... So you're all spread out and you're... All over. We have been for so many years. I mean, it started with our Clarity record of setting up like a private YouTube account or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yep. that and sending stuff back and forth and... Uh, just mp3s of like here's this idea here's this and it has continued to be that way because mm-hmm. of living in different states and um so really it's like it, it has gotten better and easier and like you know faster i guess but it has turned into something cool where it's like uh you know with this record jr send me music that you know we maybe compiled or however it is and he's made it sound like a cohesive piece of music yep. And then I'll write, I have a, an app on my phone that I'll be driving down the road screaming into my phone, writing in my head and all this stuff. Um, and I look insane, I'm sure, by anyone driving by, oh, but yeah. it gets the idea captured. Yeah. And I can you know, get up to eight tracks of different backup vocals and screams <laughs> and whatever and, and deciding how far to hold my, <coughs> my phone away from my face to yeah. get it where it's not overloading and distorted. And um, literally it's one of those things of where... Uh, just find a studio somewhere or someone that's got a mic or whatever, yep. record it, and have them send the stems to JR, and he mixes it. And that's literally how we did the new single. Like, awesome. you know, a, a studio in Nashville, and then we sent the stuff to him. And it's worked that way on, on uh, I think this one's even more so, like, over the Internet than awesome. all the others. So walk me through, then, the, the writing process from your end. Um, because you... Have you had higher on rhythm or... Yeah, we've had higher on guys for a while, yeah. So yeah. how does that play into the writing process and recording? I mean, I know Matt's been just writing with guys for the last couple of years, just random stuff. And then we've kind of taken that and then ideas I had, juggling them, you know. But um, most of it's just been me and Matt, really, mm-hmm. the stuff we've been working on Just right program now, so. drums, that kind of stuff? And then yeah, so just making songs at home sending them the yeah. <laughs> that you know and if there's any changes or any ideas he has you know yeah um, i was i was thinking about how we're the only band on this run with a bass player yeah mm-hmm. and, and he has and now great I'm thinking, bass tone i just want to 
It, it only takes two. It only takes two. <laughs> he, I'm mad about that, by the way. Oh, go ahead. absolutely. The first night when somebody said... Uh, so funny. Somebody Wait, said you guys some, have a bass player? Yeah, somebody said something about bass cab. Um, we're like, yeah, we can. you can use our bass cab. We'll just put it up there. Nobody needed it. Nobody needed a bass cab. And we're like... What is happening? I love it, guys. I know. That's that's how that's why I played bass for a long time. No longer bass player in the band here. It's like I have a problem with that. Like that wasn't even a thought of mine. Like we we have a MacBook, you know, and what is it's uh, yeah, what is happening? Hey, Hey, I would prefer having a live bass player. Absolutely. I I love that for sure. And it has not helped. But not you. (laughs) No. <laughs> it's just hard. It's hard to find people to commit. You know, it's it is. a hard thing yeah. these days. It is, especially and with the money. And, and it's that. really hard mm-hmm. because your bass player and his bass tone, like, is very similar. Yeah. Because in my mind, I'm like, yep, Dirk from Stavesacre. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Sure. That, yep. We're all copying. That's it. Yep. Like everybody wants yep. to have that bass mm-hmm. tone. And so uh, the first night when I was watching you guys, I'm like, his his bass tone is great, you know? And then tonight during your sound check, I'm like, his bass, and the guy's like, turn the bass down. I'm like, yeah. I was like wait, what? Needs to come out. He said oh, the man. same thing when I was like, turn turn the bass down, what? And so, like, it, it would be great. I miss I miss the feeling of the bass cab coming through my feet on the stage. Yeah. Um, it's got to rumble your butt from it, behind. Like, that's, that's part of the it. live performance. Yes, yep. yep. in my humble feel opinion. It. Yeah, in the my best head. interview you've ever given right now. <laughs> that answer. Bass? That answer I miss alone. It. I miss just, I need to feel it. Yeah. I know. You feel it in your feet. You get used to it. The same way when we went all direct for a while and all in-ears. Yeah. I hated it. I hated it. Well, and, and then it's up to the sound guy. The sound, the stage sound is going to be whatever he yep, gives you. to throw it back mm-hmm. at me. And that's hard to find where it's done yeah. right, you know? Yeah. So now we have guitar cabs on stage, and, you know, I'm not saying we're going to find a bass player anytime soon, but I'm saying, like, we've talked about having a bass cab on stage and have actual bass. Yeah. 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 So The uh, the 68 is a two-piece band. Yep. You're familiar with them. Two-piece, yep. but he has two guitar cabs, two bass cabs, and just an octave Sick. pedal whenever it's time to yeah. yep. rumble butts. There you yeah. go. Yeah. The part. It's true. <laughs> um, so the new single. Um you, we talk about the like lyric that portion of that song. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think all of us are, all of us are wondering, all of us are searching, all of us are, you know, dealing with different parts of our life, different chapters, different you know, different parts of our journey, of uh, trying to navigate. How do I make it through this? Because like, nothing is easy, and I get it. Nothing's supposed to be easy, um, but like you know. Uh, the lyrics are like save me I'm lost in the shadows alone in the darkness you know like Mm -hmm. that's most of us a lot of time you know Um, but like looking at it like like, with us like Jesus being that he's always watching always there always there to comfort Um, and there are times when we doubt it we doubt that he's really there but like shining like the sun watching over the world as we find our way back home like that's that's kind of what we all need to know is like at some point if you look even look at it as like at some point you know walking through the shade you eventually get it the sunlight hits you oh it's so awesome you feel so much warmer immediately but it was a small touch of sunlight it wasn't like a life change you know um and i think that's one of the things that uh we get just enough my wife uses this uh, phrase glimmer of hope like it's like need a glimmer of hope um, which is a song I've been trying to write for a while. 
like for a worship record because it it means something yeah you know um and i think that's what we need so often just kind of keep us going um it's not always in big doses but it's enough and that's what the way back home is like i want to find my way to eternity i want to find my way i mean even home like even home to my wife and kids like the second verse yeah is uh you know one of those things where home never seems so far away you know until today there's a distance that i can't explain like you're like okay why do i feel like some tours are easier than others when it comes to just missing missing and a lot of times honestly the shorter tours are the harder ones you know because you're you're just starting to get okay i'm into this cruise mode now uh but if you know you're going to be on a long tour i think you have a different way of preparing you know um but even for my kids like it's a little different thing my youngest it doesn't really sink in that i'm leaving that day until i'm walking out the door and then it's like what whoa you're serious you know and no matter how long i try to prepare you know him for it um but I, I just think everyone is trying to figure it all out. And I think anywhere you go, any conversation you have, you can catch on pretty quick about how down in the dump someone is or mm-hmm. what what page they're on. Yep. It yeah. usually comes up. Yep. Talking to somebody, like you were saying, just yep. being real with people. Yep. Um, usually doesn't take long. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that is so hard in this world that we live in now. It's like um, text messages and stuff, it's so hard to read the tone. Yeah. You know, yeah. it is... Um, so hard to truly communicate with someone like trying to get a teenager to communicate with you about how are you doing really Mm -hmm. i know you're gonna and i said this to a student two days ago like and i know everything's not okay i know it i know his story i'm i get updates i'm like hey man how's it going it's like oh good man you i'm like ah you know i'm freezing to death in new hampshire he's like oh cool whatever i'm like "How, how are things he's like you know things are good and he used some kind of three-letter initials. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know what that means. And he's like, it's like, how about you or something, like HBU. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, I know you're only going to tell me that you're doing good and things are great, but what's really going on? And he didn't respond. Hmm. He didn't respond to it. Um, and I already know. Yeah. I already know what he's dealing with. Um, but walking up and talking to a group of students, I'm like, hey, guys, how are you guys? Oh, good, man. You? The quicker they can turn it away from them, the better, because they don't know how to answer that question. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, I think a lot of them um, may not be able to, like, wrap their head around how they are feeling. Yeah. Like, that's that's a, a thing that I've run into a lot with, with younger kids is saying you're good is an easy way to not be like, well, since you asked, I... Yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy, though? Like, yeah. how are you doing? Like, you know, man, it's been kind of tough, and... Talking to my family has been really difficult recently. My dad's mad at me because I did this or this or this, or my parents are split up, and really, man, it's tearing me apart. Like, you know, like, okay, there you go. You just got rid of all of this stuff out of the way. It's out in the open. You really know how they're going. Then you know what questions to ask. Sure. That's one of the things. My wife, she has this gift of being able to read people like a book, just sitting in front of them. And I sit there, and I'm so frustrated because I'm like, how did you do that? My dad has that same thing. It's a gift. People just open up. Amazing. It's, it's amazing, yeah. Mia's like beating stuff against the wall to try to get him to say something, you know? You go through this whole thing of like, what question could I have? You're like almost about to Google, what do I ask this difficult teenager, you know? Yeah. But some people have a gift, yeah. and I don't I don't have that gift. I, I wish I did. And I, I also, you know, I asked someone recently, I was like, just, okay, 
people have these gifts that God gives them, whatever. But I mean, I'm I'm 43 years old now. You, does God still give gifts? Will God? Could you think He could? You think? And I said the whole thing. I was like, if I could just have a portion of this gift, yeah. man, if I could be 10 percent as uh, compassionate and kind as my wife, I'd, I'd be in a good spot. Yeah. But I'm not there. Yeah. But uh oh. Full disclosure, I, I tried what you're talking about um, at Sunday morning church for a couple of weekends. People would ask what you're, how you're doing. Mm-hmm. Some people don't really want to know. That's the other thing that, yeah. <laughs> that comes up. How are you doing this morning? Um, I broke up with my girlfriend last night. Totally. Oh, well, see you in there. Right. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but but that Absolutely. it has to it has to be reciprocated, and that's yeah, that's a a big thing that people everyone could work on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's a lot of people are just. I'm, I'm gonna just fake it. Totally. You know, it's true. You're gonna yeah. say something. Well, say it. Yeah, it's it's. I just left. I just came from church up here. Um, I. It is Sunday, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I, I sat you. down with a friend who I'm actually really close with, and you know, it was just. I always ask, just like, how was your week? And like, you know, there's enough friendship there where sure. you can just vulnerably be like it was rough and yeah. there was this and this and this and then, oh other people around hi of course okay, so, yeah. so it's like mm-hmm. that but then like last night complete opposite end of the spectrum I went to a friend's party and she has like this group of friends and she has like our group of friends and I was by an hour the first one of our group of friends at the party and there were like 40 people I don't know. Sure, yeah. And I'm okay with that. It's like, <coughs> yeah. hey, I, let's let's make friends or whatever. Yeah. But like there was a guy that was obviously like one of those that just wants to bring people into the fold and like spotted me. He's like, I know everyone, not that guy. Yeah. And one of the things he had, I forgot exactly how he worded it, but it was like, you know, he probably you know, was like, I don't want to do the things, but this is, diff- you always ask, you know, what do you do? And mm-hmm. I talked about my job. And then he's like, something along the lines of like, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? Love kind that. of thing. It's like I'm 38. I love that. But it's still question to a dude with a huge the, beard. Right. But doing? like the <laughs> way he's asking it is like, you know, like why do you get out of bed? Yeah. What are your what goals? Are you what, yeah. Of course. What, what What do you wish you could be doing? Yeah. Kind of thing. Or what's the next step for you like, in life? Yeah. It's a, it was it's just awesome. such a like, how are you really doing? Mm-hmm. Type question. That was really good. Yeah. And like that was literally last night. I, That's awesome. I thought yeah. that was like really cool. It's supposed to be spoken of here. Yeah. Tonight. It was supposed to be. <laughs> well, yeah, man. This, I don't know what time you guys are. Do you know what time you guys are going up? Completely midnight. I still hear music. Yeah, that's true. That clock says three forty-seven. Yep, three p.m. Yep. Oh, so we're so good. Yeah, so we got about uh, seven hours. We're good. Yeah. Nice. I will need new batteries, but yeah, yeah let's. It's not gonna work, man. One of the things I like to do also is uh, creep on friends and family of the people that I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. But since this was just, hey, you want to do this? Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, questions yeah. for, for each other. What do you think? You got questions you've always wanted to know of each other? Oh, gosh. You I don't got even questions know. for me? I've spent Let's so see. much time with I mean, it's there's been a gap you since got then. questions for me? Well, here's the thing. This is straight up. Brandon left the band, um, and we didn't talk a whole lot for a while. Then we kind of started talking here and there, and then text messages here and there, and then, like, dumb videos or something, whatever. And there's been a couple times recently that, like, we get on the phone, and luckily he would stay up and talk to me 
even though he had to work, there was one night, I think it was like one one hour and 55 minutes yeah. when we finally hung up, right? Gabbing like gals. Um, and that was that was a lot to catch up on, you yeah. know what I mean? And it was no dead time, it was no whatever. How have the last um, eight years been, man? I know, so tell me about everything. Like, uh, and, and how long was ago was really that? Cool. Was that a few years ago now? Or that conversation? Yeah. No, it's three months ago. Oh, wow. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. Your timeline's better than mine. I, I don't know. I don't it might have been a year. It might have been No, it was not a year. Months. No, but it's that's how it time works. I always remember, <laughs> at this point, I always remember talking to him recently because I listen for how he says the ending of his words. It's, it always ends his words. Your words are always enunciated properly and perfectly. I don't know if you know that about yourself, oh. but it's true. Always. <laughs> And so I'll remember, like, oh, Brandon still talks the same way. No one ever told me that until I was in Spoken. And Ryan would (laughs) ask me to say specific words because it freaked him out. (laughs) Anytime there's G's, you finish the G. Right. And Ryan was, like, from Seattle. And I'm from Texas. He's the one that's supposed to, like, quote, speak correctly. He's like, say that again. Say that again. Well, what are some examples? Do you remember examples? It was anything that ended in, like, ending. Ending? Because like, he has to say the... Always. I don't try. Fascinating. It happens. It, and he, hey, you don't try in a Christopher Walken voice. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. Man, I haven't done that. Come so. on. You got it. It's been Come so on. long. I... <laughs> So many flavors. <laughs> Grape. How would Lemon. you? Orange. <laughs> you can't see the that, that's important right. too. The, the hand. hand. Oh yeah. The hand wow. motions a lot yep. of it. Yeah, it's a podcast. It's Orange. <laughs> Soldering iron. <laughs> so Any, anything? Anything to add? Questions or anything like that? Any questions you ever wanted to ask Brandon? Dude, I have no clue. That's a crazy I mean, question. I, I mean, that's that's fun. That's, like, yeah, that was really think about that. That was on the like, spot. I have one. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you want? You to remember do? years ago? Yeah. I think I don't remember if it was at Travis Wyrick's or whatever, but you did an audition video for Smashing Pumpkins. I did. Wow. Was that like nerve wracking? I mean, a little bit. So they were my favorite band whenever I was like 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was that happened. I kind of forgot about that. I did not because I'm like, so, right. what would have happened if Brandon started playing bass for the Smashing Pumpkins? Like, I, I probably wouldn't be in the Smashing Pumpkins anymore. But that, that's probably what would have happened. I would have had a very like Jr. stint with them. Yeah. One dumb, album. Dumb, one Sorry, album. Billy. So they they were having open auditions, or this yeah. was a, an in you had? Yes and yes. Gotcha. You know, it, it was, they had open auditions. I knew someone who, it was like one degree of separation. Gotcha. Like someone so, who used so to do some publicist stuff, like just kind of favor with spoken. Like so this. it was a possibility. Like you were. Could have been. The connections were there to get you past the Could preliminary round. Could have been. Pretty I good, don't good. know where it fell off, but I did hear some things that I'm not comfortable putting on oh, record. Oh, sure. Of like, <laughs> How who heard what and how far it was? Gotcha, but, gotcha, gotcha. But then I think someone the band knew was like, no, I'll, I'll actually take that job. And they're like, oh, never mind, scrap all of that's yeah, yeah, so much easier. That's always good. Seems like they should have <laughs> asked that question first. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like that would have Wait, saved them some time. Do you want to play bass? Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. you well, we have a video to take down. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, I gotta get that oh, off YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a, this is a cliche one. 
But uh, tour, crazy tour stories, I'm just, oh, God. I probably shouldn't answer this. Sure. Yeah. There's so no, many. That's, so Matt many. has the best stories. Matt does so have the best many stories. I love ridiculous. it. Okay. No, you I'll, don't. I'll do the. I've okay. sat in the front of the van for the, like three hours sometimes and just listened to him tell me stories. Because awesome. you've been at it. So long. 97? Was 96 that the... is when the band started. First Holy record, 97. Moly. I know. <laughs> I know. Like, I remember every place. I'll be driving somewhere in the middle of nowhere, I-40. I'm like, well, we had a blowout there. Oh, transmission went out there. But yep. It's it's I really crazy. It's all crazy. So you remember when we were going up to uh, Gigi Darth's place in Vegas? I was talking about it literally today. Oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> we uh, were in between vans. I think our van had, like, something broken or whatever. Yeah. So we took two separate cars Been from there. Fayetteville, Arkansas, to Vancouver, B.C., yep. just north of Seattle, yep. which is stupid. Well, Ryan's Explorer and Aaron's van, right? Yep. It yep. was an Astro van and a Ford Explorer. Yep. Um, and I want to say we had, like, maybe two shows on the way up, two mm-hmm. shows on the way back or something yep. like that. Two shows between Fayetteville, Arkansas, <laughs> it and Vancouver. It was, yeah, insane. And something on, it was it was the Explorer, right? You're talking about the heat wouldn't work? No, no, no. No, no that's, a, that's a good story, too. That's, oh, that's maybe a better story. Okay. Go ahead. One of the cars, like, broke down yeah. and had to sit there, and I don't remember which one it was. I think it was, because uh, I think we ended up actually having Aaron's van in Vancouver. Because I remember it being on we, the... I think we got... But anyway, we literally had to leave one car behind. Some people piled in the other car, and I was with the car that, like, waited to be fixed. <laughs> and you were literally sitting on I-90 in, like, snow up to your eyeballs. It was awful. On either side of the road. And while we waited for maybe two and a half hours for the car to make the round trip to go get whatever part we needed to fix the van... Uh, one car passed us. And I was like, we're going to die out <laughs> gonna here. Freeze to we death. are going to die out here. And we were broke. And oh, yeah. And, like, we hadn't, we had no money. Oh, yeah. Like, this like, was early. Uh, to, like, I was, like, 20, maybe. <coughs> I haven't had any life experiences. Like. This is how it's going to be? Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, like, my life experience was, like, oh, the girl from high school doesn't like me. That was my entire <laughs> life experience. And, and now, now I'm you're broken down. <laughs> and I grew up in Texas. We don't have snow. I, yeah. It right. was so cold. It was miserable. And it was. And I remember we had a few of those um, model laundry work jackets yep. printed up so that we could, like, well, we could sell these on the way to Vancouver and have money to eat on. Nope. We didn't have enough money to eat on. It paid nope. for gas, kind of, sort of. I ate jelly one night for dinner. We were broke. We were broke, broke. <laughs> we were so yeah. We had it's what more was in the ramen fridge. noodles than anyone ever should have, and hot dogs straight up. I was mm-hmm. telling them uh, this. I'll make a short story about when we met Garth and how uh, we had those three days of pre-production, yeah. right? And we're all just like, I can't believe this is Garth. He did the first Rage Against Machine. I, I heard this he is crazy. Phenomenal. It was crazy, right? Yeah. And so we get there. We'd been there like an hour. He's like. You guys want to go run over something? And so we get into the control room, and he's like, uh, grab a guitar, play me a song. And Aaron grabbed the acoustic, and he starts going through it, whatever. And I made the mistake of, like, once we got there, he's like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. I'm like, yeah, I just want to make sure that I just, you know, that I can do everything live that I record. I don't want there to be any, oh, you know, yeah. he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, 
I don't, I, mean, I, don't, I just don't want stuff bent into place. I mean, notes that I hit on the record, I want to hit live. And he's like, so you want a live record? I'm like, well, no, he's like, if you want a live record, I'll put you in the vocal booth right now. I'll fly you home in an hour. Do you remember that? Yep. I'm like, uh, <laughs> um, he was like, we're here to make a record that will stand the test of time. And if you want a live record, we can take care of that. It's your job to figure out how to hit it live when you leave here. I was like, because uh, that's the first time we yeah. were ever produced. Because he's like, I'm really good at what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Once you leave, you can figure out if you're really good at what you do. <laughs> that's exactly totally yeah. did. Yeah. Oh, it hurt. I'm like, uh, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. Like, it was a crazy, it was a long six weeks, but it turned out. And it was crazy. I've heard but, great things about him and the, the products that come out of that, that studio. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. I was literally talking about it today at lunch. <laughs> yeah. I forgot all about the air vent story. <laughs> it doesn't need. No. <laughs> no. It's all it's just it's dealing just, with being cold. Yeah. <laughs> Been there. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have to tell so, it. I mean, like, no, <coughs> How, how, I'll, I'll tell it as short as possible. Okay. We're doing an overnight drive, and I'm brand new in the band, and I don't know Aaron's like robotic overnight drive skills yet. And I'm like, you need someone awake with you. I later learned no one needs to be awake with him. He's a robot. <laughs> so he's like driving and like just really cool. And I'm like, can we turn the heat down? Like it's really hot up here. <laughs> and he's like, just like. Really? Are you sure? He's like turns it down for a bit, and like it's maybe ten minutes, and he's like, "Man, I can't do it. I gotta, I gotta turn it off." And so, like, he kept cranking the heat, and I'm going crazy. So I'm like, throughout the night, stripping down, and like just sweating like crazy. Really? She's like dying. Oh, and like, man. if this were a movie, it would have like had a just tight shot on Aaron in seven hoodies and jackets and hats. And a hot tea and just like, just hugging the steering wheel and would have slow panned over to me in my underwear, just sweating <laughs> everywhere. And that was like an eight hour thing. We stop at a gas station at daylight and, you know, we get out and we do whatever, get our snacks. Matt's going to take over driving. So Aaron hops in the back to go to the sleep and I'm getting in just like miserable from my ordeal. Matt pulls out and starts driving for like one second. He's like, who left this vent open? And literally shuts a vent underneath the driver's seat. So we're driving through the winter with an open vent. And so like Aaron's screaming. Oh, boys. And I'm like... I hate you so much <laughs> for eight hours. Yeah, I fixed it. Wow. Just oh, I was like, who left this shink done? <laughs> oh man, oh, oh man, poor guy, poor guy, poor you. Oh yeah, poor Aaron. But there are also times where we had vehicles where the heat would quit, and we had to wrap our legs in sleeping bags yeah. to drive. Yeah. And I was like, bad. Yeah. Was so bad. An old band of mine, uh, our van broke down, and the tow guy came and picked it up and pulled it up onto the you know the tow yeah. truck yeah. but there's only room in the cab for one or two people right so we're in the van yep a full car height or two above where we're supposed to be yep. in a 15 passenger van doing yeah. this oh, every yeah. lane shift we're like wobbling back and forth and on top of that the van didn't work 
mm-hmm. and it was yeah dead of winter. We're dying. We're, yeah, we are like all in sleeping bags, just Jeez. so <laughs> sure that we're just gonna yeah. fall yeah. off the top. Oh, we took Red out, and it was like their very first tour. They're like little kids, and our van broke down. And for them, you know, it was their first tour. They didn't have a draw yet or anything. And they're like, well, you should ride with us because if you guys have to drop off, tour's over. So, like, there's 11 of us, 12 of us yeah. in, like, thing. But, like, their heat, I think, broke one night. They had a shuttle bus, so you need quite a bit of heat in the yeah. shuttle bus, but only one vent worked. Oh, yeah. And it was the one that I think Anthony laid in front of. Yeah. And so we literally just met these guys and we're freezing whatever. And we're having to like overnight drive and sleep. And like we're basically all just spooning these kids. We literally just met. Just Dude. stay warm, stay warm, <laughs> stay warm. And at the end of the drive, I believe it was Anthony. Yeah, he was like, it was. He was, he was toasty that night. And they're like, Dude, you laid in front of the only heat vent <laughs> all night. He laid in front of it, and there's ice on the inside of the shuttle and stuff. It's awesome. But he felt great. Totally oh, glamorous, isn't it? Yeah, start a band. Yeah, yeah. you should definitely start a band. Mm-hmm. Especially now in 2020. Oh yeah, it's the best oh, time. Man. It is. It's a really great time. Market is really good. Um, the first tour with S- Spoken that Jr. did. You want to tell? Yeah, you tell it. No. Go ahead. <laughs> oh Come on, tell it. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Unfortunately. Uh, so that was like, what, 2014? I don't know. You know who you're I think it was the first tour I did. It was with Norma Jean. Um, but I remember... <laughs> he's just laughing. Uh, so... All the tours I had done, like, I had done some van tours and stuff, but we had never, like, slept in the van. So, this was, like, my first tour, actually, like, sleeping in a van, sleeping on a bench seat. But they didn't, they wouldn't, like, run the van throughout the night, you know? So, it was just blistering, just awful. Like, we were in Florida, and it was just humid and just god-awful. And I'm pretty sure I probably... (laughs) I I was silently, like, shedding tears in my... (laughs) My uh, little area. I was just like, God. I was like, was what happened? Because yep. I had, at that point, I had just did, like, the whole year before Love and Death, we went out with corn for, like, a year. So we were just on a bus all year. Like, we just had it made. Must it be just, nice. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> Not going to lie. So then going from that to that, I was like, what is happening? Like, should I just quit? Like, it's it was, it was hot. It was, and I wouldn't yeah. run in the van with the air on. I always have this thought of, what if a serpentine belt breaks while we're asleep and it just fries the motor somehow, some way? I don't know. Obviously, if it breaks, it's just gonna die, right? But I'm like, what if something happens? And that was, uh, and he didn't tell me that for a while after. He's like, the first tour I did with you, I cried. I'm like. <laughs> Wait, like, what? Must admit that. I felt so bad. I felt no, so bad. Dude, it was good, you know. It's like I had to do that. And when somebody good. when somebody asks you how you're doing or how you were doing on the first I tour, I cried tonight. Let, let what? what? Lost all my bus privileges, <laughs> dude. On my first spoken tour, not the first. You cried. Tour, but, no, <laughs> I also cried. No, it's just a bus privilege van thing. Uh, my first package tour with Spoken, we were out with Pillar. Okay. And they're like, and we just were having like, I think, van things on that whole tour also. 
It's, it's the theme of every story. Yeah. And we showed up one day, and I remember like Noah and uh, Lester, both of which I've seen in the past couple of months, mm-hmm. to New York, um, just so annoyed that their satellite TV went out, and we gave them so much crap about that. We were just like, oh, I'm sorry, that sounds so rough. Oh, poor baby. I, like, yeah. Lester plays for Kelly Clarkson now. Yeah, he's not uh, doing, he's doing So his, no. his satellite TV works just he, fine now. He's, his yeah. satellite yeah. TV is just fine. It's on his phone. And Noah's he was, uh, Bradley Gilbert. Yeah, Bradley they were. Gilbert, they no. both came through New York, like, separately. They but I made it. I went and <laughs> yeah. met up with Lester, and literally one of the first things he talked about, I was like, you remember that time you guys were, like, in a... And he, like, told the satellite TV story again, and he was like, oh, man, oh. Like, yeah. it's just oh, he's like, oh, 15 man. years later, can't yeah. live it down. Yeah, your satellite TV is too bad. Sound yeah. rough. Man. Well, I appreciate you guys sitting down. This is absolutely fun. And being able to capture the reunion and all that kind of stuff. That's, That's fantastic. You're going to join the band? So we need a bass player. <laughs> I'll, I'll play all the European shows. Good. That's South a, American and that's a good deal. Good okay. Yeah, wow. I'll, I'll play the good shows. I'll, I'll play New York City shows. Uh, not if they're in the Bronx. I can't go. Yeah. I'm going to do coasts, no flyover dates, mm. overseas only. It's a good deal. Good deal. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's what everybody wants to do. Right. Everyone's like, hey, when are you going back to Europe? I'm like, what, what's that? It's like, I'll, I got vacation days. Or I'll take off work. I'll yeah. sell something. I was going to go back on tour with Red in April, May. Did you know really? That? Yeah. Mm, doing what? Guitar teching in Europe. <laughs> April, yeah, so right. I said, yeah. Europe. That, yeah, that sounds like a and deal. And you were going to. You just like, no? I couldn't do the last week, and they found someone who could do all the dates. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to my friend's wedding in Malaysia instead. You just want a vacation. I do. <laughs> I need vacations. Hey, what's going on? Anybody getting married around there? <laughs> you Destination you don't wedding? Know him. I'm in a, it's like, you having a wedding? I'm going to play some shows, attend a wedding. What do you need from me? I'll do it. Just tell me what you need. Anybody, if you need someone to show up at your wedding, <laughs> if you happen to be on the other side of the world, let me know. I'll be there. Yeah. What, what's the catering like? What are you guys serving? <laughs> You're serious, though. I'm dead. I'm dead serious. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I don't know if there's anything fun. usable. I'm going to cut it down to just, just... It's going to be a three-minute interview. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There's a couple words I might three minutes to work with. Yeah, that's beautiful. Sitting down with Spoken. You guys started in 96? Yeah, man. That's crazy. And he was oh, sitting on well, coming you guys up. liked my interview with Spoken. <laughs> That started in 97, and he was sitting on the vent. All right, we'll see you next time.